Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Facebook. Well, I think we're still on Facebook. By the way, I'll tell you off the top. Started going back through some of the old emails from uh, from YouTube, and YouTube YouTube had indicated that I was going to be on a what a two week I don't know penalty or whatever nonsense they've got, but they uh, they've extended that indefinitely. That's that was May seventeenth. I didn't realize it had been that long. I thought it had been over two weeks. And now we're at four, I guess we're at four weeks. Still no word from YouTube. It doesn't surprise me. I'm just sorry for those that try to watch and listen to the program there because these jokers are out of control um, and they don't do what they say they're going to do. They're completely unreliable, undependable, untrustworthy, but I don't want to get into that too much. I want to start today on something I touched on yesterday, and I think it's just worth spending, I think it's worth spending some time on. I do. Um, and the, the what I want to talk about is the article, I guess I should say, that was in the Daily Caller, this article that says... Headline here, VP loyalists reportedly think border crisis was a, quote, um, I'm going to say a crappy assignment. That's not the word that they used because the president doesn't want to do it himself. So in other words, Kamala Harris, her team, her people inside the White House are saying this job of being borders are is not a winnable sort of position. And the reason that it was given to her instead of Biden taking it himself is because he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to deal with all the things that come with dealing with this border crisis. So he pushes it off on his vice presidential, well, his vice president, not his vice presidential candidate, uh, his vice president, Kamala Harris, who, again, the single reason... The single reason, the, the single point he had given us the entire time for her qualifications to be vice president was that she was both black and female, which of course uh, should not should not disqualify anybody. I'm not suggesting that. Some people don't want to hear the truth on that. That's not at all what I'm saying. Some people just want to be mad because they'll say, oh, you're attacking. No, I'm not attacking anything. I'm simply saying the qualifications for being vice president should be much more than someone's race and gender, whatever that race and gender are. But of course, that's not the era in the world that we live in politically. All that matters are 
well, the superficial qualities of an individual for the radical left, someone's race, ethnicity, sexual preference, um, gender, so much as we can even know that in today's world, given the obsession with all of the a boy can be a girl, a girl can be a boy, whatever other genders that we say exist culturally today. I don't want to get into that. I want to say that those are the qualifications that he that he gave her. And now, now this whole issue has popped up. And I just I want to talk a minute. I touched on this very briefly yesterday, but as I was doing prep for today and thinking through, I, I just I think it's very important to note the difference between leadership and being a politician. And this applies by and large to both parties, although the radical left, they definitely all subscribe. And well, there's a couple that I think are are true believers, but some of these folks, most of these folks who are politicians, you would think, now Trump doesn't fall into this category, but most politicians, they want to have the appearance of looking successful and being good at their job, so to speak, but they don't want the responsibility. Leadership is exactly the opposite. Leadership is when you step in to deal with the problem and you say, you know what, I this is what needs to happen. We're gonna we're gonna you know send resources or have these uh, implement this strategy, these tactics to make sure that we get the desired result. And we're going to tackle this challenging, difficult problem. And you don't necessarily know how it's going to turn out. It may be a, a big challenge that gets ugly along the way. The, the, solve, the, the problem may get solved at some point. Leaders usually find a way to get stuff done. But a politician says, I don't want to touch that problem. I don't want to be stuck with the appearance of not being a good leader. I don't want to be stuck with the appearance of of something not working. I want to be out there kissing babies. I want to be out there high-fiving people. I want to be out there on the stage talking about things, giving lip service to something, fundraising. I want to go to a G7 summit as president of the United States. I want to be 25 feet away from all the people in a photo op so that I can uh, so that I can show people just how morally superior I am with my mask on. And then the second the cameras are off, I'll, of course, I'm hugging and high-fiving and whatever else we're doing, getting close and Biden sniffing hair and all these uh, G7 summits, uh, you know, the, the, these sorts of events. They want to look the part. It's, it's, it is literally the definition of hypocrisy. It literally is the defini- definition of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy uh, historically, it was when actors would put on masks to pretend to be something else. And that's exactly what these folks want to do. It is who they are. It's what they believe works. It's how they believe they can manipulate the American voter or wherever they are in the world. I mean, this same method of thinking applies to leaders in all different parts of the world, be it France or Germany or the UK or where have you. And that's what politicians and politics has become. But leadership's something different. Leadership's something different altogether. I mean, you think back, my goodness, you think back through history and you think, you know what, I am 
I am grateful. First of all, I wake up each and every day. I'm not perfect. I don't, I, you know, I have my, my moments, but I mean, I, I'm truly grateful for this country. I, I, I am just grateful that I am an American. I don't understand the people who hate this country. I know they've been fed a line about who this country is and how it was founded and what it was founded upon. The, the, the principles and the declaration, they've been, they've been misled and deceived and they've been hoodwinked. Um, as to the greatness of this country. And yes, I always feel like I have to say this for the person that's listening today for the first time who may be a critical race theorist out there who believes that America, everything about it is just eking with racism and has to be fundamentally dismantled. Racism and uh, slavery were part of this country when it was founded. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. That has been an issue that America has fixed over time. I'm talking about the founding principle. See, slavery didn't live up to the standards that were written about in the rest of our founding documents. Slavery didn't fit in when you read the text and you applied it as they they said it. They just they didn't at the time and I'm not defending it. I'm just simply saying from a historical truth that they didn't implement uh, the full meaning of the Declaration upon the founding of this country because of because of slavery. There were some that didn't, you know, that that did not want to see that as part of America, but but too many did more than, um, well, too many did, and and that's a part of our history, and we've had to correct and atone for that throughout the changes of of American history and. It's good that we have, but to suggest the entire founding of this nation is rooted in, in, in racism itself and that the institutions are systemically or systematically corrupted because of this, that's a, that's a far cry from, from reality. When, when I read the founding documents, I see, I see a nation for the really, really the first time saying our people are citizens, not subjects. We have these liberties that don't come from government. They come from Almighty God. And these liberties extend to each and every person in our nation. And I look back and I look at the history of this country and I think about, say, Abraham Lincoln. Just for example, one of the many true leaders, a leader in American history. He wasn't, of course, he was a professional. He was a politician. He ran. You, you, you know the history of Lincoln failing multiple times to win elections and then winning some elections and then becoming president during very tumultuous times. He took all sorts of risks, and he saved, quite literally, the Union of the United States of America. Saved the Union. He did this. By making tough choices and being a strong, determined, principled leader. He wasn't perfect. None of these people are perfect. I'm not perfect. Newsflash, you're not you're not either, by the way. Just and and you know who else isn't perfect? Any of these other politicians. And that's what they want. They want to look perfect. They don't want to lead. They don't want to really be like Lincoln, they don't want to really be like, I mean, just think back to these events in American history. Think back to the events of 
in American history, whatever they made the Civil War, the Revolution, of course, was you know before we had a, a president. But you think about Washington and and the troops crossing the Delaware, the overwhelming odds that they faced. All Washington wanted to do, folks, was go home and be a Presbyterian minister. But yet his country called for him to lead, to lead the the troops, to lead the nation. He was unanimously selected to be. Uh, the first president of the United States, and just I, not by the voters, but by, but by you know the 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 group of uh, electors there at the at the beginning. It's it's just a remarkable remarkable situation. They wanted him to serve a, a third term, and he said, "If this nation cannot survive without me, it's not going to be able to survive." You think about if that was done today, if Barack Obama, if Bill Clinton, I remember Bill Clinton jokingly near the end of his second term, saying something along the lines of, you know, I got I to gotta leave this place unless we do something about that term limit thing, right? I mean, that is how these people today, it is, it is an entire, it's an entire mindset, a breed of, of people who want to look and play the part, but yet not be the real deal, not be interested in truly leading the American people making tough decisions in the Bible, and I want to be careful here. I'm not. I don't want to be too harsh on these these folks. Although there's a part of me that thinks it's totally justifiable, if I'm being candid. But then when Jesus talked to the Pharisees, the Pharisees were the religious leaders at the time who put onerous restrictions upon the people, the people under their under their leadership. And they were hard on the people. They weren't graceful. They they made up these these rules and things were, uh, you know, they had to count the number of steps they could take uh, on the Sabbath. Dragging one's cane on the Sabbath was considered plowing. And they were just really, really legalistic on things, not being graceful at all to people, not showing love, the love of God. And I don't want to make this into a sermon. I'm not. I'm just, I'm, there's a point I'm trying to make here. But Jesus referred to the Pharisees, that group of people, as whitewashed tombs. And he said, you know, you look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you're dead. On the inside, you're dead. There's nothing there. It just is all for appearances. And folks, I would maintain, and again, I don't want to be coming across too harsh at today's politician because some are some are principled. There's not... There's not too many. Some are out there doing what they really think is the the best thing. And again, I don't want to. I'm just speaking in generalities here, and, and just for the sake of making a point, I want you to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be too harsh. Uh, although, again, I, I think at some point, if the shoe fits, I, I think we have to just be aware. We have to be aware of what we are dealing with, the people that we have elected. And that's why we have articles that say the vice president's team is upset at the president's at vice at president Biden for giving her this well the censor the uh, well I guess I said the censored or the edited version as the crappy job of being borders are. Meanwhile, meanwhile illegal border crossings are at an all time high. And did you know deportations are at an all-time low? I actually was talking with someone this week, someone I have a lot of respect for, who was was mentioning how the there weren't that you know b- there must not be enough uh, illegal immigration 
uh, happening at the border. You know, I, I don't really know exactly the argument that was being made here, but some people, I don't know what they're watching, MSNBC, you know, Biden's president now, everything's fine, I guess, is the way that they, they go about uh, you know, the information that they're shared. But that's just factually not at all reality. All-time highs on illegal crossings and all-time lows on border crossings. And she's there's a big problem here. A real leader would step up, try to solve this, try to do something, address it, go down there, figure out solutions, probably start, honestly, what Trump was doing. Of course, they can't do that because they criticized that for four years and called him all sorts of names, including a racist, and racists build walls, and suddenly you're stuck with the reality that, huh, maybe problem solvers build walls. Maybe problem solvers implement some of these other policies. Maybe real leaders do that. But that doesn't give them the appearance that they want. That that actually puts them back into the mold of you know, being able to be branded the same way that they branded Trump because of their own words. And they don't want to solve these problems. They don't even want to be given the responsibility. They want to go out to the fancy balls, to the galas, to the fundraising events, to the G7 summits, and just go to the podium and just talk about whatever they want to talk about and do nothing about it. It is a sad state of affairs. And I've got to take a time out. Come back and probably say a little bit more on this. There's lots else I want to get to as well today. But I think this is important to understand the mindset, the mentality, the thinking, the action, or the lack thereof by our politicians and why that's happening. And how we can – we just have to – I know we – this community, those of you that listen, I know you're active and follow this stuff and you're aware of this. But more people have to understand this. They've got to take the blinders off. We've got to help – illuminate the path as well help people hear and receive truth and that is the truth my friends i had a break long in this segment sit tight back in just a minute welcome back my friends by the way this program brought to you in part by Thomas Monument, thomasmonument.com. Many years of experience, and they will help you personalize your memorial and make that process as simple as possible. They're located on the west side of Indianapolis. Again, thomasmonument.com, thomasmonument.com. Folks, we appreciate all and again, we meet. We meet the vast majority. I meet personally the vast majority of our advertisers, and we encourage you to just give. Just if you're in the market for something, give our advertisers the chance. That's how this program is ultimately made available to uh, for free on uh, on the radio. Supportouradvertisers.com. You can actually go there and see a whole list of advertisers. Of course. Uh, those who you hear during the commercials as well. But thomasmonument.com is one of the sponsors of this program, and um, you can visit there if you're in need of, uh, of any form of a, of a memorial. So be sure to check that out. So I want to go back to this this concept. In fact, I, actually, there's another article, not just people complaining about Kamala's crappy job of having to solve a problem on the border, <laughs> which – 
you know, to the purist, to someone who's maybe newer to politics or still maybe a tad bit naive, they might think, well, isn't that the job of a politician? I would say, yeah, you know what it is. It is the job of a politician to try to solve issues that are under the purview and authority and responsibility of the government, whatever office they're holding. If they're holding a state office, if it's in the state's constitution, what that particular office should do, they should be engaged in solving or dealing with those those issues. If it's federal office, they should be dealing with issues um, that are in the constitution, in the U.S. constitution. But see, they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. They want to go out, again, hug the babies, kiss the babies. Biden wants to sniff hair. That's where he does this sort of stuff. And they don't want to solve the problems. They just want the applause. They just want the admiration. They just want the the seat at the height the, the seat of honor right I mean again again I don't want to make this too preachy but Jesus talks about that as well that some people seek these seats of high honor they want to be associated and rubbing elbows with the successful people meanwhile they truly don't uh, you know that they don't pay attention to some people they ignore them outright they think that they're better than people I mean am, does this this will preach today will it not I mean, with modern day culture and politics, this is, I mean, we live this stuff each and every day. They'll pay lip service, but then we hear stories about, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you've heard some of the stories um, of, of Hillary with, with uh, Secret Service and how disrespectful and out of control she was towards those folks, but yet she'll take to the microphone and take to the television camera, the podium. And she'll say all the quote-unquote right things. I mean, not that I think Hillary's saying the right things, but you know what I mean. She's trying to say the things that sound right. They get her the applause. The Yes, the, oh, she's so she's so kind-hearted. And, and again, I don't want to pick too much just as an example. I don't, I don't want to pick too much on an individual person here. I'm just talking about this is just a rampant problem in our culture and in our government and in our society today. It just is. Here's a here's a story. I just let me let me find this here. This will implicate um, again. Now I I want to be careful here because I'm not necessarily disagreeing with this, but part of me thinks uh, that all of our time is spent on this. I mean, Republicans want to censure the squad, which basically it, it doesn't hold any weight. It's basically just the House voting to say. You know, we don't approve of you doing that to, you know, to they can censure the president. They can censure one another. It's that's what it basically is. We don't like that. We formally acknowledge it. And and it, it puts, you know, political pressure. It puts it into the narrative. It, it it gets people's official on the I don't know, on the record response to some of the stupidity that we hear coming and. Just nonsense. And the, the the squad, that's AOC, Ayanna Presley, Elon Omar, and um, AOC, I think I left her out. The, just r- truly off the charts radicals. These are, these are folks that uh, the, the ideas that they are embracing were, are the antithesis of the U.S. Constitution and what the founders sought to implement and to fight for. And – I'm not saying that they shouldn't be censured. I'm simply saying that 
At some point, this stuff is just a dog and pony show. That's my only... There's no teeth to this. Um, you know, and, and they're trying to get people on the record moving into the 2022 midterms so that they can say, hey, this person would not, you know, go against the radical positions of Elon Omar or uh, AOC or whatever, and they want to run on that. It doesn't do anything substantively to solve problems. I guess you could say it, it might solve an election problem, I guess, and I'm open to hearing that. My only point in bringing that up is to say, again, the effort is put so much into into what it appears to be. And I've shared this on here before, and I'm going to share it again. Again, so when I was a younger man, I remember having a conversation, friendly banter, although I, we disagreed with one another, a, a youth pastor and I. I used to serve as a, I don't know, what would you just an assistant or a helper or whatever you want to call it. And he would talk to the students about making sure that they share their faith as again, as a Christian, which I'm not against, but I am again, I I tell you what, I am against it. When your focus is on, I want to make sure that it looks this way instead of just being, how about we just be Bible says, let your light shine. I think if we spend our time getting out, getting out of the way of letting the light shine and just letting those things shine through for what they are, not making sure that they appear a certain way. Instead, just figure out how can I be just authentically good and true and on the spot today? How can I do that? Not, oh, what will that look like? I just, it grinds my gears, folks. It grinds my gears. And I know that there are people that misrepresent us. I know we've got to be, we've got to be wise. We've got to be uh, aware of the things people think. I'm not suggesting we should be oblivious or not pay attention, but just be. My goodness, just do the right thing. If you do the right thing and if you focus on communicating and articulating with passion and with truth and with vigor and you don't cower to these folks who try to misrepresent you, I just think that is such a better way than playing these games. It is so aggravating to me. The emphasis that's put that's put on how we appear. Politicians are the worst at this, but it, it permeates through other parts of culture as well. We got to make sure we look like we're doing the right thing. I understand that you want people to know you're doing How about we start with doing the right thing and then communicating clearly? See, to me, those two things combined fix the problem. You don't have to worry about manipulating or setting something up so that it looks a certain way. It is. It authentically is. And if you communicate clearly and you know, accurately and with purpose and with conviction, it will take care of itself no matter what the issue. You know what? I'm, what's wrong with saying, you know what, this is a tough issue. I, I actually would, would have a little bit of respect if Kamala Harris said, you know what, I've been given a tough task here. This is, this is difficult. I've got conflicting thoughts. We don't want people coming across our border here um, illegally. But I understand as a you know humanitarian, I, I, my heart goes out to these folks. But I'm trying to wrestle through this and find a solution so that we follow the laws, but that we also are a nation that's you know um, that, that that understands the plight of people around the world. Because folks, we have a good here, and I would talk about the greatness of the United States, and I'd talk about why people want to come here, and I would say we have to preserve that. Of course, it wouldn't sound right coming from a radical leftist, the most radical person 
in the U.S. Senate when she was a senator. That would not sound right because they are, again, embracing the antithesis of what it means to be a constitutionalist, a constitutional conservative, how this nation was founded. See, it all makes sense to me. I don't worry about how it appears. I I just – we authentically follow it. We can communicate it and let the chips fall where they may. I understand it's difficult. I mean Trump had to do all sorts of difficult things to get the border somewhat under control. It's, these aren't necessarily easy, but crying about it, whining about it because it makes you not look good, that is the sign of someone who's not qualified to be vice president of the United States or president of the United States or hold any position of leadership within our federal government whatsoever. But yet, unfortunately, it's how most of them behave. It's how most of them think. They're obsessed with this. And I've got to take a break. Getting long in this segment. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Watching Putin here on the TV. He's arrived in Geneva for his summit with Biden. Can't imagine what that's going to be like. Actually, I can, but nonetheless. Speaking of Biden, and this kind of, I guess, goes to maybe illustrate the point of why politicians are so worried about appearances. Biden yesterday, I think it was yesterday, being asked... um, some questions about about Putin. Now the entire the entire question wasn't. Uh, I don't have the soundbite of the entire question. I just have a part of this. So part of the strangeness of Biden's answer is due to the fact that we don't have the full question here. So, but the other part of the weirdness of Biden's answer is that it's just Biden, folks. He pauses for seven seconds. I think it's seven seconds of of silence. Um, he was asked if if Putin is a killer. I do know I do know that. Um, but the weirdness of this response, and this is why politicians don't want to be seen like this, because this is the sort of thing that gets shared on Twitter and social media until Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg decide to say that it's. Uh, misleading or some such break some rule on one of their platforms that uh, of course is ultimately to the the number one rule in their platform is to make sure liberals look good at all times so until that happens or there's memes of this and people talk about this and mock this mock them for this this is the thing that they're terrified of this is why they don't want to be in difficult situations this is why they often read from the teleprompter this is why they're uh, just completely absorbed with themselves and appearances because of, of situations like this. Here it is, Biden um, at a press conference after I don't know if it was after G seven or uh, one of his you know overseas uh, responsibilities. He's being asked by asked questions by the press, and this is an actual. This is the actual response. I've not edited this in any way. This is how it came across. This is in real time. Here it is. What do you say to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> Answer the first question. <laughs> I'm laughing too. 
They actually, I... So embarrassing. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that... Uh, uh, the answer is... Seven seconds. I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was... Uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. Okay, whatever. But it's I mean, not the rest much of, of a... Again, he was asked if Vladimir Putin is, is a killer. Um, and he asked to pause for seven, seven seconds. I just, this isn't, there's, something's not right. Something ha at some point... At some point, someone has to acknowledge, and this is where for the people who think Biden is going to eventually be removed under the uh, 25th Amendment, people people think this. I'm not saying it will or will not happen. I'm just simply sharing with you a belief of some people, actually a decent amount of people who don't think Biden will finish his first term, setting the, uh, the, the path, I guess, for Kamala to be president, the one who's embarrassed to be given responsibility for fixing or dealing with the border crisis. That sounds like a great thing when we have someone that literally we know has said, do not give me any responsibility, but I want to be the president of the United States. That sounds candidly terrifying to me, regardless of their political ideology. For someone who says, if, if, you, if you really believe, if, if politicians are as I've described throughout this program today, they are the last people that we want in the White House. I mean, and, and this again, this goes to folks in both parties. It it's, it supersedes or goes outside of the bounds of political parties and political ideologies. Although I will maintain that the radical left, it's a hundred percent of the radical left that focuses on these things, and it's it's a lesser. Per, well, again, I, there might be a couple. I think Bernie Sanders might be a true believer. Um, he's not too worried, I think, of appearances given his appearance at the inauguration <laughs> where the, that meme was going around, if you remember that, sitting in his coat with his leg crossed, all you know, crossed up, sitting in a chair kind of by himself, uh, his hair sticking up all the time. It's like he just pulled his head out of a dryer or something. So I, he's not – I think he is. He's He's not in that group. So maybe it's 99% of the radical left, but – it's it's unfortunately most most folks most folks are in who are in politics are uh, trying to advance as they see it their way up. It's not the way the founders envisioned it, and they also founders also didn't envision having people that were leaders uh, or in positions of political leadership, I should say, who didn't actually want the responsibilities. They just wanted the the pomp and circumstance and. Uh, all the respect and the seats of honor, but actually not focused on solving any problems. This is a recipe for disaster. Of course, so is Biden being president. That's a recipe for disaster. And this soundbite I played is one such thing. But they're going to have to acknowledge this at some point. They're going to have to talk about this. You have to give – why seven seconds of pausing? Was he in deep thought? Is he? Did he lose his train of thought? Is it just – you know, just a, a moment where he's been on his feet a lot. I mean, okay, but again, it's hard to to pass that off as true given all the things that we've seen and 
the delays that we've had uh, with, with Biden speaking in the past, but they, they're going to have to deal with this. And some people think when they have to deal with it, they're going to move Kamala in. You can, everyone has their own thoughts on that. And you may be right. I'm not saying it will or won't happen. I'm just saying that at some point this can't, I just, how does this go on like this for four years? You could only hide so much from the American people. This isn't the era of JFK having flings in the White House or FDR uh, and, and you know some of the things they hid and so forth. But anyway, got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. This program brought to you in part by R&R Products. In fact, their website is R, the word and, rproducts.com, randrproducts.com. Family owned and operated here on the west side of Indy, actually in Danville. Have a full showroom located there in their store in Danville. Carry hardwood, laminate, vinyl carpet, tile flooring, much more. Some of the best prices uh, you're looking for. If you're looking for flooring, if you're looking for flooring, it's worth looking at R&R products because especially if you're shopping at, say, these you know, the big box stores or something, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. R&Rproducts.com. And it doesn't matter where you're located. They'll, they'll ship to you. But if you want to see the, the showroom, it's on the just west of Indianapolis in, uh, in Danville, R&Rproducts.com. And we appreciate having them uh, on the program. I want to, in closing... Today, I want to quickly share this information. Republican, let's say National Republican Congressional Committee announces its third straight record-breaking fundraising month. And they're trying to tell us the Republican Party is dead. Three straight months, record-breaking fundraising 2022 is going to be an interesting cycle. The left knows it. They want to get stuff done quickly, and they're trying to position themselves to fool people into do, into thinking they didn't really do what they tried to do as far as passing these radical ideas. Don't be fooled. Got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Kamala might not be visiting the border, but you know who is? President, former President Donald J. Trump. He's going to visit the border. I just, it's, he's, he's a PR genius. This is, this is great stuff. You know what? They won't fix it. I will. It's unprecedented. I can almost hear Trump saying this. Oz and I were bantering back and forth during the break. It's unprecedented. Never been done before. A guy that's not even president coming down here coordinating with governors. We're going to make these things happen. I can get more things done not being president than Biden can get done being president. I can almost hear it now. I've got to go. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.